This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Pastor Corey is continuing his I Do series with today's message, You Can Handle It. Enjoy. Turn your Bibles to Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. We're going to read this particular scripture and I'm going to continue our series I do. Somebody say, I do. I do. Amen. So we're continuing. we teaching series here at the church. When God puts something on my heart, we take a month, we take weeks to unpack it because I believe in taking my time with the word of God. Amen. Amen. And so I, what I did today is you're going to get part, even part one of today's message. So this, is, this message is going to be incomplete if you don't come back next week. Somebody say, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. So I, I, did, I did my own self a favor because we, we have something, um, we have our Thanksgiving lunch afterwards. And so I didn't even put the rest of my sermon in here. <laughs> I said, I'm going to make my own self stop where I need to stop. And so um, we're going to uh, read the scripture, we're going to preach and teach and see what the Lord might say to us on this morning. Amen. Can we give God a God bless you for Billy Pastor, Minister Billy Mitchell. Come on, give him a heavenly gospel. Welcome. We love you. That's my brother, my friend. And we thank God for his gift and his ministry. Blessed us tremendously this morning and usher us, ushering in us, uh, us in the presence of God. Amen. Numbers chapter 20. Somebody say, I got it. And it reads, the Lord said to Moses, take the staff and do it your brother Aaron. Gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock. Somebody say, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Before their eyes and it will pour out its water. You will bring out other rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff. From the Lord's presence just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, listen you rebel, must we bring you water out of this rock? Moses was fed up with the people by this time and he started to get in his feelings. And as a result of getting in his feelings, look what Moses did. God told him to speak to the rock. Look what verse 11 says. Then Moses raised his arm and he didn't speak to the rock, but he struck the rock. Not only did he hit it once, the Bible declares he hit it twice. Have you ever been so mad? <laughs> Somewhere to sit down. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you would not bring this community into the land I give them. Would you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, handle it. Somebody say, handle it. Come on and bless God as you take your seats. Handle it. 
Would y'all give me 20 minutes? So I preach and teach this sermon. Family, we are in a series entitled, I Do. And the premise, in the win, and the ultimate goal of this series that I believe God wants to unpack in our hearts. The crux of this series is that God doesn't just want moments with our life, he wants a marriage. God doesn't just want moments, he wants a marriage. In other words, God doesn't just want our Sunday coming and gathering, but he wants our life. And in order to experience a robust relationship with him, it requires that we love him, but not just love him, but we love him his way. We love him in his way because as we discussed last week, it's possible to say you love God, but not be loving God the way he wants you to love him. And God's primary love language, it is obedience or submission. God's primary love language is submission. Somebody say obedience. For the Bible declares in John chapter 14 verse 15, it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Is that what the text says? It says, if you love me, come to church. Is that what it says? It says, if you love me, praise and worship me. Is that what it says? It says, if you love me, be nice to your neighbor. Is that what it says? No, it, it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And it's nothing wrong with any of those things that I just declared. But they are not the primary way that God wants to be loved. God says, if you're going to love me, to love me is to obey me. To love me is to submit to me. All those things are fine, but it makes no difference if you're going to praise me with your lips, but not honor me with your feet. God says, I'm looking for not just people who will come to church and sing and have moments with me, but I'm looking for a church who will leave here and be the very hands and feet of Christ and will do whatever I tell them to do and will go wherever I tell them to go and say whatever I tell them to say because God desires not just moments, he desires a marriage. And we started a few weeks ago that if we're going to have a robust, now if I'm going to be in a relationship, I don't want to just be in a relationship going through the motions. I don't want to be tolerated in a relationship. I don't want to be just going through aimlessly life with somebody. I want a robust, vibrant relationship. I want other people to look at my relationship and say, you know what, those are relationship goals. I want that for my life. And, and so it is. God doesn't want to just be tolerated. He wants to be treasured. And in order for him to be treasured, we got to do what he has asked us to do. Somebody say obey. obey. And as we started a few weeks ago, that to submit to God means giving God our eyes. I want to argue this week that if we're going to have 
not just a marriage, but if we're going to have a healthy relationship with God, then it's going to require that we learn to submit our emotions. Somebody say emotions. In order to, to understand this, we must be clear on how God has wired you and I as human beings. We are comprised of body, spirit, and soul. Spirit, my spirit is saved. My body will be saved. And my soul is being saved. I'll say it one more time. My spirit is saved. My body will be saved, for we shall get glorified bodies. And my soul is being saved. That's why Paul declares that we shall uh, be renewed by the word, by the renewing of our mind, because our mind is constantly being saved. Somebody say, I ain't there yet. So uh, here it is. God wants us to bring our emotions under his influence. Because he knows they are so powerful and catalytic that he knows if I'm going, if I don't bring my emotions under his influence, my emotions will bring my life underneath theirs. So God knows that emotions have a tendency to run wild. And if we let them run wild, they will run our life into the ground. So what God does, he serves as shepherd and he wants to corral the sheep of our emotions and train them to follow his leadership because he knows if I don't get my emotions under his influence, I'll live my life under the influence of my emotions. And, and when I live my life under the influence of my emotions, my emotions handle me instead of me handling them. Somebody say handle it. See, our feelings, family, this morning, they're not evil. They are God's warning light for us. Our feelings are indicators. If I'm feeling bitter, I shouldn't ignore it. I should investigate why I'm feeling that way. Our feelings are, are our check engine light. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but your check engine light has been on for too long. Go ahead and take that car to the mechanic. Because here's the thing, if you keep ignoring the light, at some point, you're going to get stuck. Not because the engine was broke, but because you ignored the light. Because the truth of the matter is, we should live with our feelings, but not be led by our feelings. Come here, I'm coming from my church today. We are to live with our feelings, but not be led by our feelings. In other words, our emotions are never meant to sit in the driver's seat. But our emotions are meant to call shotgun and ride in the passenger seat. Because I got to live with you, but just because I live with you doesn't mean I got to be led by you. Teach Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. For the Bible declares in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, he says that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In other words, if you're not careful, your feelings will fool you. Somebody said you can't trust yourself. Feelings would have us acting illogically, loving illogically, 
asking yourself, what in the world was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was wrong with me? I wasn't in my right mind. Because whenever you're in your feelings, because whenever you step in your feelings, you step out of your right mind. And some of you, you can look at some of the decisions you made. Some of you, you can look at some of your exes and say, what was I thinking? And that should be, uh, that should be a litmus test enough to know that you can't even trust yourself. But you need a God to help you lead your life. That's why the God has given us a word, because the word of God is our manual. It is our instructions for how we are to live life. And we can't go around life trusting our own heart, but we got to learn not to just trust the heart of God. I need to trust the mind of God. That God, I don't just trust your heart. Genius, you're, you're smarter than me, you're, you're wiser than me, you make better decisions than me. So, Lord, because you are so much better than me in this area of my life, I'll submit my life unto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil doesn't want the church to talk about this, but if you're going to get if you're going to get to where God has called you to be, you're gonna have to learn how to handle your emotions. Somebody say, handle it. Because when you properly handle your feelings, God can confidently hand you your future. I'll say it one more time. When you, when you properly handle your feelings, God can confidently handle your future. Because God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you can handle. Oh God, I'll say it again. God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you can handle. And some of you, you're praying for things that God ain't giving you yet. And it's not because he don't want to give it to you. It's because you can't handle it. God says you're still not mature enough to give you what I, you can't even speak to the person that you work with. And you want me to do this for you? God says, I'm looking for you to handle your emotions. And I wonder will you ever grow up? Because when you grow up, I'll give you whatever you're asking for. Preach, Pastor Corey, you're doing the best you can. God says, stop asking for the things that your immaturity is a keep telling me no too. So he says, if you want it, grow up. Ah, oh, God, if you if you want it, grow up. That's a word for somebody. If you want it, I'm not gonna get it since because you're asking. I want, I'll give it to you as soon as you grow up. Ah, uh, if my child came to me today and said, Daddy, I want so I want to drive a car. If I put keys in my son's hands, who is three years old, two years old, he wouldn't be able to know how to handle something so powerful. But there is a process of growth that he must go to. And he must show himself responsible. And he must show himself that he can handle it. And when he shows himself that he can handle it, I wouldn't mind giving him whatever he wants. I go and buy a car for him. And God says, I'm looking for some of you. There are some things in the spirit around that I want to give you. But I cannot give it to you because you will not grow up. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, grow up, grow up, grow up. We're not robots. 
sin not. Watch this. You can have anger, but don't let anger have you. Somebody say, handle it. You can have disappointment, but you ain't got to let disappointment have you. Somebody say, handle it. You can have grief, but you don't have to let grief have you. Somebody say, handle it. David said in Psalms 23, he says, yeah, when my Bible reading says, though I walk through the valley, David said, I'm going to go through it. That even if I'm in it, I'm going to walk through it. And it may take longer than you think. And it may not be today. And it may not be tomorrow. But if I'm in it, I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And one day I'm going to wake up on the other side of that thing. And I just come to let somebody know that sometimes you got to learn how to keep walking. You got to learn how to keep walking. And although you may be in it, you'll eventually be through it. Somebody say keep walking. Could you nudge your neighbor and say keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Let's, let's be honest because
sermon series, uh, into this sermon, that Moses, he was still feeling the stench and residue of being rejected by his own mother. So could it be every time, because the children of Israel were always complaining about something. The children of Israel, they were almost like your kids. Always asking for something. Daddy, can you take us to McDonald's? You just got out of school. Did they not feed you? Do you got McDonald's money? <laughs> Every time they, they, they were trying to move and progress, they were always complaining about something. And could it be that complained about something, it reminded him of the pain of being rejected. Wounds. Childhood wounds. And here it is. It wasn't that Moses had a gifted problem. It wasn't that Moses had a spiritual problem because he went to Mount Sinai to have an encounter God and that encounter was so heavy he came off that mountain lit up with the glory of God. So in other words, it wasn't a church problem. Moses had a soul problem. He had some issues and some unmet things that he didn't deal with. And because he didn't deal with his emotion, it caused him not to walk in the fullness of what God called him to do. And some of us, the very thing that will stop us into moving into God's best for our life, it isn't our prayer life. It isn't our giving. It isn't our thing. Transformation Stop Sit Center a while back. Long time ago, we had GED classes, and y'all, um, I remember there was a leak in the center tile, and y'all, we, we kept replacing the center tile. <laughs> yeah. We looked in the center tile. Kept getting wet, we, said, well, we don't see no pipe broken, we don't see no hole. So maybe it was just a bad ceiling tile. Maybe this was residue from a previous season. So we dealt with the tile, replaced the tile, we dealt with the outside, we, we, we gave it a makeup. And lo and behold, it rained again. And when it rained again, y'all, there was a stain again in that, in that same towel that we just replaced. And we looked at the towel and we said, didn't we just replace this thing? So we hired somebody to come and look at it. And the person that came to look at it, he began to observe the pipe. He says, I see what your problem is. He says, the problem is you got a leak in a pipe, but it's not starting here. The leak is starting somewhere over here. And it's coming all the way down to the pipe. And it's showing up right here. So just because it's showing up right 
And you get on there, on that table, with your clothes on. Okay, doctor, go to work. Can't no doctor work on what you fail to uncover. That if the process of healing is ever going to happen, you got to take off your clothes. You got to take off some stuff. As a matter of fact, you got to take off everything. And they'll give you the little sleep with your little booty hanging out. good church. He wants you to have a good life. And you will never experience life if you keep hiding. And you know what's funny about that? Is that God already knows. He's all-knowing. He already knows your issue. He already knows your problem. But God is not an intruder. Come on, you gotta uncover yourself because behold, I stand at the door and knock. You gotta let him in. Somebody say, let him in. Who's standing all over the house? We'll continue part two next week. I'm just, I wanted to lay foundation today. Tomorrow we're gonna get real nuggets. What it means. It's about unhealthy emotions. Next Sunday. Somebody say next Sunday. I'll see you next Sunday. Uh, <laughs> he said tomorrow? Can we get it tomorrow? <laughs> no, next Sunday. <laughs> I'll give you just a little, little enough so that you'll come back. Okay. Amen. My question to you this morning, family. What are you hiding? What did you come in, come in here with that you had to just you put it away? You just had to force that smile. But what are you hiding? I want to tell you, you can give that thing to God. Because God can handle it. And if you allow God to handle it, he'll give you the grace to handle it. If you give it to God, God will handle you. And he'll give you the grace to handle it. So with every hand lifted, with every hand lifted. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels Podcast. If you would like to partner with us and give on today, you can give via cash app, dollar sign Heavenly Gospel. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.